The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. We're going to get to the Kings in just a second. I just want to play the tail end of this again. It's, a, it's about a five-second clip. But again, this is the mayor of Las Vegas. The mayor of Las Vegas. And talking to front office sports yesterday and being asked, do you think it'd be a good thing if, if Oakland moved to the Tropicana or the A's moved to Tropicana? Do you think it'd be a good thing uh, if they came to Vegas, basically? Here was her response. I personally, I'm not talking about anybody else anywhere else in this community. I personally think They've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. I personally think they need to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true. Just The mayor of Las Vegas thinks it's better for that. The mayor of Las Vegas, who part of their job, and this is Carolyn Goodman, by the way, just a little bit of Las Vegas history here who's, I believe, late husband, Oscar Goodman, long time. Like, the Goodmans are are Las Vegas. Correct. The biggest part of her job pretty much is to facilitate the insane growth that they've had. And you're talking about bringing a major league franchise of which they don't have. They have overseen the NFL, the WNBA, the NHL. They're about to get an NBA team. This would, this and the NBA team would complete, you would have one of the smallest markets with a major league team yeah. of any type in the country, and they would have them all. They're what, 40th? They're, I believe, 40th or 41st, yes. Okay, and we're? Uh, we're 20, it rotates between TV, radio, whatever, yeah. but generally between 20 and 25th, let's call it 23rd. Okay, we're, we're right so there with like Cleveland. Eight, 17, 18 spots higher with one professional. One. And and, and they're on the cusp of having them all of them all. Yeah. Now Vegas is an outlier, right? But that doesn't mean that their TV demo and their metro is an outlier. You, you're still dealing with population, et cetera, et cetera, and you're also dealing with a city that maybe not everybody's staying at home watching TV all the time. As you said earlier, you're not just competing with other sports; you're competing with Las Vegas. But you have the mayor saying, mm, "They should go back. They should stay in Oakland." Yeah. That is unprecedented. That is that is unprecedented. They need to come up with a new word for that because unprecedented doesn't do it justice. For a sitting mayor to want to, and, and by the way, you've got the governor approving loan bonds and, and and funding and three hundred eighty million and all this stuff. Now teachers unions are suing like this ain't it, man. Right. This has not been a good day, good week, good month for John Fisher, and I'm I'm here for it. Uh, we asked for the Jiffy Lube drive of the game uh before we went to break uh kevin good morning how are you hey morning dave how are you i'm good do you remember the jiffy loop drive of the game yes i do i was getting chinese food on the way uh oh, it go. was uh herder herder inside to sabonis it made it 93 to 74 and it looked like we were about to pick up and then uh then we fell flat again but 
it was a nice uh, nice pass. All right, Herder to Sabonis to make it 93-74. Let's see if he's right. Lead pass to Herder, now to Barnes at the free throw line, dumps it out to Keegan, swings it cross court to Herder, enters inside to Sabonis. He's got post position. He turns for the step back, scores it. Nicely done on the entry pass from Kevin Herter. Let's make that your Jiffy Lube drive of the game. You're listening to the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross tomorrow morning at 745. A chance to win a $100 Jiffy Lube certificate, courtesy of all the Jiffy Lube locations in the greater Sacramento area. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. What? Hold on. Guys, we got a problem. Why? Well, according to the stats here, that made it 9377. Oh, he said 9374. Oh, <laughs> now, yeah, come on, Dave. I personally Kevin, I want to if it's up to me, I'm okay. going to give you the prize. Okay. Jason, you agree? I totally agree. But I'm going to go to Chris, who's always like, eh, "Lawyers." Chris, can I give him the prize? I got the thumbs up. Congratulations. Screw the lawyers. You're the big winner. Remember, as always, when you're on the witness stand, less is more. We learned that recently. Uh, Hey, what what radio station that bends rules for you makes all your Jiffy Lube dreams come true? 1140. Yeah. You know what? Close enough. I said less is more. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations. Yes. Way to go, Kevin. (laughs) So here we are, Jason. Five and two road trip. Uh, The Kings... Have five games before the All Star break. Uh, one game left before the deadline. By the way, just a scheduling note. Always like to give people a heads up. Probably don't need to, but you will be gone next Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday, Friday. That's it. Just mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday. Okay. And then I'm gone the following week, and uh, that's our All Star stuff. So we'll have all kinds of fun and hijinks in there for you as well. Uh, but the Kings. Uh, they've got perhaps some work to do, or they don't, because there's one game left before the trade deadline. Gut feeling, are we going to see a move? Yes. I agree. I have no idea what it's going to mm-hmm. be, and I have no idea how big it's going to be, and I have no idea how small it's going to be. I mean, honestly, isn't that kind of where we're at that point? And i got to compliment the front office for this, too. Like, nobody has any idea, and everything is a complete and total pontification. And part of the and that by the way that doesn't mean the media is doing a bad job. Right. The media is doing the best they can. Sure. But number one, this front office is pretty damn buttoned up. Uh, and number two, there's also we could literally have a leak in the front office that is funneling us information every night. And I could have talked to that. By the way, we don't. But in this hypothetical situation, let's say Fred in the front office is like our guy in there. Front office Fred, and he's on a three way call with uh, you and I, mm-hmm. and he says, you know. Dude, I don't think we're going to make a move. Like, we got, you know, a couple feelers out, but we were turned down. We had a couple of people offer us things. I, it's just not looking right. And so we come on the air today, and what are we doing? We're doing our jobs. We we have a source, a good source, somebody that works for the team in the front office. That's in every single meeting. And they're telling us off record. So we come on, and we're like, you know what? According to, you know, what would it be? According to folks close to the team or whatever, you know. Uh, it doesn't appear that they're going to do any moves. But hold on a second. So then, you know, later today at 1230, old Monty's at Starbucks, ring-a-ding-ding, hello, hey, that's GM guy from another team. How would you like derp-derp-derp-derp for derp-derp-derp-derp-derp? And they make a trade. Well, that doesn't mean our guy was wrong. It means that at the trade deadline, there's so much where you put out these initial feelers, then everybody kind of postures, unless it's a no-brainer. 
And then as you get towards the end, maybe an owner steps in and is like, no, we need to make some moves or we need to save money or we need some draft picks or whatever. Or it could just be someone says there's no market for this guy like we thought earlier and we really do want to move him. Let's let's call Sacramento back and revisit that offer they made uh, two weeks ago. So a lot the, – the long-winded way of saying this, everybody, is that nobody knows anything. Hmm. And there is a very good chance that nothing could happen. There's also a very good chance that something could develop over the next day. Oh, by the way, there's also a decent enough chance that something is developing as we speak. True. And Monty's going to wake up and put on his puffy vest and answer the, you know, not just the puffy vest. Yeah. Because that's what he wears, I think, to bed. He just wears, <laughs> I believe a, that he wears like a knee-length puffy vest. Yeah. And like one of those little hats with the poofy. Oh, nice. And he wakes up and he lights his candle. Uh-huh. And he's walking around the house to his phone and he gets on the phone. And, right. and maybe he maybe he has a deal in his lap right now that he, he wanted to sleep on. Yeah. So Well, it's like anything, too. When a deadline is put out there, that now it's, okay, now here's where we got a finite ending to this. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to do something across the league, 30 teams know. Uh, it's by Thursday at noon. Everybody has the same deadline. Yeah. We'll take a break when we come back. Sean Salisbury joins us. It is Super Bowl week. We will talk to him about all kinds of fun stuff, and we'll do that next. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. All right, here we go. Joining us right now, let's, we're not screwing around with long intros. We love him. You know we love him. He is the man, the myth, and the legend, and he now has a cleared throat because we went to him way earlier than we normally do, Sean Salisbury. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good to talk to you guys. Hey, are you, uh, are you uh, going to Vegas this year or no? Nope. We're doing a show from here. I mean, you know, with the Texans, we, you know, we thought about it and, I actually thought about going because I have a few companies I have to do some work for, but I'm going to do it from here. I, I don't mind. the And Vegas will be crowded, and I love Radio Row because it's got a lot of, you know, with the old, what's the word I'm looking for, the good reunion stuff, see guys like you. Right. But uh, we're not going this year. We're going to do it from our studio, so I'm okay with it. Same here. And, I mean, we have our afternoon show going down there, but, you know, it's been so hit and miss. It's been a yep. weird few years for Radio Row, but for you, I've always kind of wondered, Sean, like when you go down as a host – so you're hosting a big morning show in a huge market, but also you're one of those guys that is absolutely in that category of getting shuttled around to 900 different, uh, 900 different uh, radio shows, you know, selling something or plugging something or whatever. I mean, you played NFL football and you're a media personality. So does it get difficult for you when you do go down to cover because you're kind of serving two masters there? Yeah, it, it sounds disingenuous to say, yeah, man, I got to do too much work. I And I never wanted yeah. to sound like that. For me, it's probably, and it's that, you know, at times, depending on the sound in the studio, you know, I, and Dave, you guys been there, you know that it's like, okay, guys will walk by and you'll be in the mini interview and a buddy of you'll say, hey, Sounds, what's going on? Like, <laughs> and I say hi. And so the people back home, it's like an inside joke. They're like, oh, great. We got a segment going and, and Ronnie Lott just walked by or somebody <laughs> says, so you got to, you got to acknowledge him because it is, it's a big reunion. So I, I don't want it to sound like I'm in, you know, I'm an ingrate for people want to talk to you. I think for me, that's always been the bigger, the lack of, you do your show, you're done at 10, and then you're going around and getting stuff for the next day. But also you're walking by and you try to schedule it and you don't want to be rude to anybody because no. you get it because you're a host. So I think that the thing that beats me down or, and it's not like they're requesting me like they are 
yeah, that can be at times. I, I, I don't want to say, but it does use up. You got to manage your time right. But I do like it because it gives me a chance to see all you know buddies and be a part of that. But uh, I, I don't take it too serious, and so I understand. But can you imagine being a guy that every show in the country wants to talk to, and being a Brady or an Aikman or one of those guys? That's got to be very difficult. Put it this way: I don't need much of a handler when I go down there. I can do that myself. The guys who are doing interview after interview. But yeah. You know, you'll hawk some stuff and, you know, you're endorsing something. But I've always enjoyed it because I like the people. But the radio usually sounds better when you're in studio because you're not dealing with some of the different sounds in a, in a big old convention center. Yeah, and Sean, obviously, like we just said, Radio Row is different for all this. is different than our regular shows. There's some fun to that. But much like this week, there's a rhythm to the football season. You guys have days off in the week, you know, after the, the game and film and then prep. And then here you go and get your couple days ready with the game plan for the new game this this isn't just another game there's been two weeks there's hype last night's just chaos there in vegas with opening night and media night um you know the chiefs have been there a few niners have how do they try to make this week as regular as possible that's a big key of it my man and, and you're right when we hear people say hey it's just another game the field's just like no it's, it's actually not the playoffs are not the same as the regular season and the Super Bowl is far different. And I have yet to talk to a guy who, you know, when you can lock in and that feeling of that you're in such a, you're in such a mode going into a game and then it clicks and, and, it's, and it's happening in the biggest game of your life, it's like, oh, my gosh, how do I bottle this up? And if you're fortunate enough to get that feeling, which you know adversity will hit and you know that, that good stuff will hit and being able to manage both, that's hard. But leading up to the game, you are right. How do we keep my – and all coaches, all of them, and players want to be in their same routine. Here we are at 8 o'clock, we eat breakfast. This is our day off. At 10 o'clock, we go here. Because during the regular season, you know what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are. So the coaches, now that the media night's over, are going to do everything they can to manage it to where your practice schedule is exactly the same as what you've been on and time it to where it's game time as well. So they, they're creatures of habit and superstitious. But – it's the distraction, and they're there, and the pressure, and not to want to go out in Vegas and say, well, like, curfew's at midnight tonight, it's early in the week, and not to overdo it. It's not just curfew. It's well, maybe you had three too many, the next day you're not as functional at practice. I don't know, but I do know this. And somebody will rise in this pressure. The question is, how many and can you stay focused? Experience matters. I at times thought, is it overrated? It's not. The team that's been there more or as more players should have an advantage, but that doesn't mean that's the result of the game. Sean Salisbury with us. Uh, Sean, you know I'm a diehard Niner fan. You also know I'm I'm kind of a psycho when it comes to my teams. I'm sitting here leading up to the Super Bowl, and I'm going, look, this. Everyone's talking about Mahomes and 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 Kelsey and Pacheco, but this this Chiefs defense is actually really a lot of what got them there. And I love the 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 warm butter that the Niners' run defense was. Uh, in their matchup against the Lions, them having to come back twice versus the Chiefs going into in, into Buffalo, uh, going into Baltimore, holding Miami to 10 points. Why in the hell, Sean, why are the Niners favorites in this game? I, I, we talked about it at nauseam yesterday on my show. I, I, I even had a caller call in who's a big, 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 big pal. And I'm sitting here and I go through, I say, man, I'd like to bottle it up. And no, I'm going to keep an eye on that too as we get closer mm-hmm to the game, the Sharps, I think it comes down to this. The better the better roster is the 49ers. Yes. They, they just are. Now, but the better execution in the postseason 
has been the Kansas City Chiefs. But like like the, them, I don't believe in game-to-game momentum. I, I don't. I believe in in-game momentum and confidence game-to-game. But all that momentum stops when somebody knocks you right in your teeth about the first six minutes. Like, oh, I guess momentum didn't matter from Baltimore to here. But I, I don't know how they're favored right now. When you just look, experience, the coach, the defensive coordinator, the, the quarterback, you would say, oh, this is obvious. Now, you look at the numbers of Mahomes. His numbers in Super Bowls are down compared to in, in playoffs and regular season. His numbers go down. Now, he still finds a way to make big plays and win. So, I think the 49ers are a better roster. That's all I can tell you why I believe that. And they've got certain – I think there's more star power overall. You don't have more star power than maybe the, the, the two guys, meaning Kelsey and Mahomes. And then you add Taylor Swift to the mix, even mm. though she's not taking a snap. I will tell you this, though, that I, I'm with you. I think they're defense. I said at the beginning, if the Chiefs – and I said the Chiefs would not make the Super Bowl because I didn't think they were offensively good enough. I did not. Notwithstanding the quarterback and the tight end, I just didn't think they had enough playmakers. Well, that goes to show you the elevation. And with Andy Reid, the core of the offense was there. I felt it was going to be the defense. And I think the defense has been the star of the football team this year. And if they play like they have, it's going to be a hellified game. It'll be the defense that wins this. Although somebody else may win the MVP, the defense is even going to have to play better than they have the first two weeks because it's more multiple formations. And I think a better football team roster-wise than they faced at any point in time in the playoffs this year. With that said, Sean, do you have a pick this week? Or have you landed on a team uh, you you're know picking? What? I'm not hiding from Even on my show, I'm, I'm, I'm way I, – I guess right now it's like I think I'd be a fool to bet against – like last week, I might have said to you guys, I said I'd be a fool to bet against Mahomes, but I'd be a fool or two weeks ago to bet against the Baltimore Ravens, the best team in football. Well, we saw. Take the quarterback. So initially I would say don't bet against Mahomes. I had the 49ers in this game. I'm picking the 49ers to win but I'm not sure a gambling move is the right play for me at this point because <laughs> my heart and head. But I think the 49ers are the better team. I'm going with my preseason pick. Give me the Niners in the win. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so, man. Hey, I've been saying it all week. You saw Beverly right. Hills Cop. Chiefs ain't falling for the banana in the tailpipe the way Detroit did, the way Green Bay did. So I guess we probably both agree that if the Niners think they're going to be able to lollygag their way into a comeback against the Chiefs. I mean, no, not, it nothing, will not happen. Yeah. Dave, if, they're, if they're down 10 points on this, good luck. But I think the other thing is true. If it's close, I don't think, Kyle, if they're up a touchdown, the 49ers, I think they'll hold this one off. I do, I think. But it's going to come down to you can't let that defense. If they're two-dimensional, meaning that the Chiefs offense, you're going to have some trouble. But if both teams play their best, 49ers win if both teams play their worst it's probably the Chiefs why because 15 seems to find a way when he's playing his worst Mm. so but give me the 49ers I just think they're the better team and I think their quarterback's poised enough to hang in there against the best player in the world Sean in a game of this magnitude how important will I I say coaching but basically scheme and game plan be for this huge it is and it, it, important that once you got your foot on their throat, not to take it off. Because what's the tendency in pressure pack situations to play not to lose as opposed to play to win? And we always talk about plays like, "Hey, who made more plays?" Well, it's not the. It's not a lot of times to me at this stage. It's not who made the most plays to win. It's in this type of game who makes the least amount of plays that didn't cost them meaning. Who makes the least amount of mistakes in pressure moments? Because everybody, McCaffrey's going to make a play in pressure. But 
who makes the least amount of mistakes when the temperature of the game goes up. So, yes, game plan, scheme, and the ability to adjust if necessary, like the 49ers did last week, but also the ability to stick to the plan whether you're down 10 or up 10 and it doesn't become a one-dimensional game. If they're within 10 points, either team, have hope and, and confidence that both teams are good enough to do it. But the game plan and the ability of the player, the, the both coordinators to call the right plays, and I mean the head coaches for the 49ers and the Chiefs because they're the offensive play callers, that will uh, do a lot in determining do you choke under pressure like a player does uh, or do you thrive under pressure like some of your players do. Yeah, don't discount or, or diminish and shrink how important that is going to be and dealing with that pressure as a play caller, no doubt. All right, last thing for you real quick. I have to ask. I'm sure you saw the clips of Orlovsky coming off the couch and getting 27 points in the QB skills contest, which beat out everybody or would have, including uh, your guy CJ. Uh, Sean Salisbury coming off the couch. If Orlovsky had 27, you saw the skills. Uh, how's Sal's doing? Well, I can tell you this, as much as I like Chris Russo, I'll bet ten grand he ain't hitting one target. Okay? <laughs> that, 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 that I'll bet you. Matter of fact, I'd love a little term and take three of us guys and maybe three Russo and, and Stephen A. And that Let's yeah. have a – can you hit a 60-mile-an-hour fastball? Can you make a three-pointer? And can you hit a target from five yards? My money's on Arlovsky now. As far as I go, as long as you're not making me sprint and run on the – and sprint to the edge right. from the pocket – from the pocket, I can guarantee you I'm scoring. Now, I don't know if I'm going 27 like Dan. I'd have to practice. He's a little younger. Yeah. But if you ask me, can I still throw it to the target? Yeah. Yes. And I'll throw it to the target better than Russo will left-handed. Okay. <laughs> you might be a little checked down, Charlie, but you're scoring. Uh, hey, listen. Oh, I'll hit no. Now, I'll push the ball down the field. But if you're asking me to be two-dimensional, beat you with my legs in that contest, <laughs> yeah. good, good. Yeah, as long as I'm throwing from the pocket, don't have to move one step. I could still throw it, but good for Dan. I thought it was awesome, and I know it's fun banner back and forth, but anytime you last 12 years in a league like Orlovsky did, you're better than about 99% of the world at your craft, so good for him. Awesome. You're the man. Can't wait to talk to you. Well, I, I, I can't wait to talk victory, to you. Victory Tuesday next week. <laughs> there you okay. go. There right. you go. Victory Tuesday. <laughs> Believe in it. Buy it. Throw it out into space. Uh, manifest it. And let's go get this win. I'll be texting you during the game as usual. Thanks, brother. I'll be there. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you. It. That is <laughs> that Sean Salisbury. Picking the Niners. Uh, but even he's like, I'm picking the Niners. I don't, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I'm actually not far off. Like, I've really wavered on this game. Like, I mean, you could – I think it's as close to a pick him. You can make great cases. I mean, if you start to walk down the line of picking the Chiefs, I totally get it. It makes sense what their defense has done, to your point. They won it last year. It's hard to pick against Mahomes. But I think he's spot on. I think the roster is better yeah. for the 49ers. They haven't played as well in the playoffs as the Chiefs. But that's really irrelevant come Sunday. I mean, it doesn't matter. If they play great. Do you agree? I mean, look, he's the football player. Yeah. Like, so I say this with all love and respect and and, and, and not acknowledging who we are. Yeah. Do you believe that there's not game-to-game momentum? Yeah, I do. Wow. I mean, because, like, for example, in the regular season, um, I don't remember the exact order, but they couldn't have looked much better against the Cowboys yeah. and the Eagles. Yeah. Now, same team went to Minnesota. You're like, what? what's wrong with them? Same team went to, you know, Baltimore later in the year at home. Like, just, I I think it's independent. I think it's who you play. It's how you match up. Maybe a few breaks here and there. Get off to a good start. Um, All those things. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's a close call. It's breaking my brain, man. And it's because the Niners are involved. And, like, I'm not not trying to do my reverse jinx or anything like that. Like, I legit 
Yeah, if you pick the Chiefs, I don't think you're going. No. Like, hey, I'm trying to not pick no. the Niners. Like, it's not crazy to pick the Chiefs. No, I feel like it's – I just I just looked at the line. So it's been two and a half for a while. What's it now? No, it's one and a half. Niners yeah. one and a half. I feel like it's going to be a pick em by the time they kick off. I mean, one and a half feels like a pick em anyway, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. And I just I – And even if it was two and a half Chiefs, I'd be like, that's – I mean – that range, two and a half either way, right. that's kind of where the game will probably live. Just can, I know we got a break, but dear football Jesus, I have Here not asked for anything for like a super long time. For like a week. Well, okay, I asked that Debo could not be hurt in that one playoff game a couple games ago. And you answered that. But and that I was like, you, David. And that was like a minor ask. Yeah. Okay, it's been 30 years. And... We haven't had a Super Bowl, and the Chiefs have had a bunch. And I know that you don't like Taylor Swift. So. Not true, David. (laughs) Please. And Alex Jones might actually be the quarterback of the Chiefs. That's true, David. So, please, sweet baby Jesus wrapped in golden fleece, please, please, please can the Niners win. And if the Niners win. Yes. I... I will not say that you hate Sacramento for at least one calendar year, no matter what happens. More! <laughs> I need more! What? All right, 13 months. <laughs> we'll negotiate later. Because <clears throat> uh, you know what? You know what happens? If you break a covenant with him and you don't pay your bet off, it's going to be fire where you're going. It ain't going to be fire wings, let me tell you that. But if you're going up north... Yeah. I hope there's fire wings in heaven. <laughs> Not that I'd experience them, but for all of you good people, peanut butter, Louisiana rub, Thai chili, breaded Malaysian curry, that is all. The breaded Malaysian curry fire wings are all over heaven. I can promise you that. Just kiddie pools of breaded Malaysian curry that you can swim in. Your little, your little wings while you're eating wings. 21 different flavors. They are the best wings in town. They are award-winning. And they are the perfect fast-casual dining establishment for the entire family. And also a great place to enjoy all of the college pro basketball games and uh, football. You know what I'm saying? What is better than enjoying the best wings in town while watching the game? Yeah, not much. It's like winning the game. Go to firewings.com, find the location near you, order online. Don't forget, tomorrow's Wing Day Wednesday, 88-cent wings, bone-in, boneless. Don't forget to tell them Carmichael Dave sent you firewings. Just wing it. We'll take a break when we come back. Four Down Territory brought to you by Made of Subaru. Ryan Leaf at 927. We'll be right back after this. The San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Super Bowl 58, live from Las Vegas, Sunday, February 11th on Sacktown Sports. Sacramento Weather is brought to you by Sacramento County Voter Registration and Elections. I'm Tamara Berg in the KCRA 3 Weather Center. Welcome to your Tuesday. A quieter start out there. Might see a brief shower with a morning drive, but today is expected overall to be a dry day with partly to mostly cloudy skies. Highs in the upper 50s. Get the latest forecast on the KCRA 3 News and the KCRA 3 app.
place in the morning to get your sports fix. Live and local. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. From the text line at 916-339-1140, I'll answer this happily. What is the Salisbury connection that's created such dedication to the show? Uh, Sean's been a longtime guest on the station. I think back to like Grant and Mike. Yeah, say. Mike Lamb and uh, Sean were teammates in college. Yeah, way way back at that school in Southern California. And then I the met uh, I met uh, Sean on Twitter. Really, originally back in the day, he used to come on the night show. And then when I had my sabbatical for the year here, he and I did a podcast together. And then he's come on with us uh, ever since. Uh, once a week, uh, we give him summers off. And uh, I, I love him. I, he's, he, and, and the thing with Sean is he can talk about the phone book and mm-hmm. be passionate and yeah. interested about it. So uh, especially during Super Bowl week, it's uh, really good to have him on board, as it is to have made a Subaru on board for Four Down Territory and Chris to be on board for Four Down Territory, which starts now. First down. The 49ers are not happy with the practice field turf in Las Vegas. Big deal or no deal? I mean, if if what we heard was true, that they have been given the opportunity to share the practice facility with the Chiefs and they turned it down, well, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal because they have the opportunity to, if it was a big deal, they, they would say, yeah, we're, we're not practicing here. So... This sounds like a much ado about nothing, but as you and I talked about before, Jason Ross, knock, knock, knock on wood, salt over the shoulder. Somebody gets injured, they're going to blame it on the field. Yeah, and I don't, beso- barring that, if they were to lose the game, I'm not blaming it on the practice field. No. I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs are a really good football team that they played in the Super Bowl, and maybe the Niners didn't play their best game. Maybe they did. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see, but I'm not putting it on the practice field at all. Well, I'm not either asterisk. Well, if, like, Brock Purdy does, like, a handoff to Debo on an end around and he runs into the back of Trent Williams and they all slip on the field and they fall into each other and their legs all intertwine oh, into the a practice pretzel, field. Yeah, then yeah. I'm blaming it on the practice field. Okay. Which is obviously not going to happen. Right. You threw the salt over the shoulder. And I, yes. And, and I, you knocked on wood. I have to spin it around. I had to spin around, too. See? I, th- I think it's that's the thing, too. Not happening. Second down. Would the 49ers be in the position they are now if they still had Jimmy Garoppolo as their starter? Ooh, good question. I mean, Brock's a system quarterback. Kyle Shanahan's still there. They've got Chris McCaffrey. And, um, no. No, here's why. Because I think Brock Purdy progresses through his reads quicker than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he has a better arm than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think he's willing to make the clutch pass. They're not just willing to make it, but able to execute in ways that Jimmy just didn't or couldn't. So you could make the argument that, oh, they probably would have been above 500. They probably would have been a playoff team. And, and who knows? Maybe they would have eked their way into the NFC Championship. But anybody who remembers that Super Bowl with the Chiefs remembers Jimmy Garoppolo coming up short on a pretty big pass or two. And I I don't, that's just something that Brock makes mistakes. 
But when you look at the numbers and you look at his air yards and you look at his lack of interceptions and you, you know, blah, 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 um, I would say, no, they would not. However, Jason, can we both agree? We got to acknowledge that Brock has gotten a little bit lucky with the interceptions or lack thereof this postseason. I, I can count of at least, I think, three, if not four, that were either deflected or just came out of the hands. He could have a few more if luck was against yeah, him. Yeah, I even remember that last year. I thought even in his games where he had the great touchdown-interception ratio, I said, oh, he's had a couple that were underthrown or dropped that yeah. could have been. It just didn't happen that way. A couple things on the Garoppolo part. Uh, yeah, I think they'd be – look, if we look back at Jimmy G's run, his superpower was apparently just a great locker room leader and a winner. Right. Those are good things. But I think Brock Purdy has that already and a few other intangibles. The processing is his, is his superpower. And the other part, the bigger deal probably, Dave, is the contracts. Like if Jimmy G <laughs> yeah. is still here, great he's point. getting paid a bunch more. Part of the other superpower of Purdy is he's still on this incredible team-friendly contract that can allow you to re-sign Bosa and trade and get in a guy like McCaffrey. I just, point. I just don't think they would have the luxury if they had Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I think you're right. I didn't, They'd be a good team. Yeah, but I didn't think about. I didn't even include the contract yeah. part. You're right, which allows them to get X, Y, Z and Keep re-sign. Debo, IU, yeah, kid, I mean, they've got all their guys. Third down. What is your favorite non-football thing about the Super Bowl? Commercials, Super Bowl parties, or the halftime show? When you say Super Bowl parties, do we are we folding the food into that? Yeah, of course. Okay, then I'd say that. Like, it's not it's not the parties. If I could just have the food without the people, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so Super Bowl food, we could take the party out. Yeah, like, uh, but, well, but if it's folded, but you can have Super Bowl food tonight. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm going to. <laughs> Super Bowl is sports Thanksgiving. It okay. really, truly is. It's it, an excuse to eat whatever you want. Absolutely. Okay. And to make whatever you want. And everybody does and it. it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. And that is my favorite part. Calories I, don't count on Super Bowl. No. How about between commercials and halftime show? I guess each one depends, right? Yeah. You know, like normally it's probably the commercials. But like the Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg one, the Prince one, the Michael Jackson yeah. one, like every once in a while. Has there been a terrible one? That you, no, no. But I think sometimes you go, oh, that was fine. It was it fine. Was, uh, like, it was... Aerosmith was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I don't even remember much about Aerosmith. Did Bruce Springsteen do one one year? Probably. Oh, yeah. fine. Like, uh... And Tom Petty did? Tom Petty was Oh, you know, fine. U2 was pretty good. U2? Yeah. Yeah. That was the uh, Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. Okay. And, and then sometimes, like, the commercial, like, wow, this is a really good batch right. this year. And others like, yeah. yeah. Well, the funny. bad thing is they, they like... They start posting them now. That's yeah. I have you seen the one with uh, Patrick Stewart, the Paramount commercial? No, yeah, no. try to. It's good, but yeah. save it for the. Commercial. And sometimes there ends up being themes. Like everybody kind of did this this year. Or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But what, what about you? Um, yeah, I guess you know now that we you labeled it differently with the food. I mean that yeah, there's something about that that's pretty yeah. fun. Also, super. I, I like Super Bowl squares. That's fun too. It's so Love fun. A good square. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's so fun when you win. It doesn't yes. even matter what the money is. Right. It's like woohoo, two and one. I just randomly picked these numbers, and it's. I mean, it's Keno. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth down. Eric Bieniemy was fired as OC of the Commanders. Did he miss his window to be head coach in the NFL? I don't know, man. Like, I can't remember the NBA coach we did this analogy with a few years ago. That just like, like, does he get like really? gassy during interviews or something <laughs> like what is it with eric Bieniemy? like he was the hottest prospect yeah. for like three years when he was the oc at the chiefs yeah what if he stayed there 
but he was like, I need to go elsewhere. I, I guess. Or he was forced out or whatever it was. Well, and I feel like he, he went there to do his thing to, to Washington. and Now he's out. Now he's out? Yeah. Like, what is the deal, man? Uh, I don't know. No longer the hot name, though. I feel like he did miss his window. Yeah, that's it. Feels like it. it I mean, I think now he's got to get another opportunity where he shines somewhere else as an OC. Um, but yeah, yeah. Poor Eric. What if he went to college? What? What if he went to college? And was yeah. A good coach. I mean, it, you know what? If if Dion left Colorado at some point, there's the perfect fit. His yeah. alma mater. Yeah. He was a stud at Colorado. Sure was. I don't know. Maybe Eric is. The enemy of the interview. The enemy of the state. The enemy of the state. I'm rooting for him. Sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> who's hot? Who? Who's? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Oh, you asked the question. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll recap three in the key Kings Cavs. Don't forget Ryan Leaf at nine twenty-seven. Niners at nine. At well nine. Mm. It's Jason Ross Carmack with Christopher Lava right back. What's hot? Yeah, hot. Real hot. And what's not? It's not good. Brought to you by American Energy Heating and Air, Sacramento's complete heating and cooling company, and second opinion partner. Who is hot? Rodrigo Hernandez Casacante. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. You probably know him better as Rodri, the holding midfielder for Manchester City. I do. Dave? Yes. Yesterday, City beat Brentford 3-1, to uh-huh. which isn't that big of a thing. No. And that's because Rodri has not lost a game when he's in the li- lineup for the past year. Whoa. Go, Rodri. Go. Wow. Since February 5th, 2023, Manchester City has not lost. They have had 42 wins, 10 draws, and won five trophies. Wow. And they totally aren't cheating with their salary. At all. Hmm. Even though they have all these charges against them. Charges were meant to be. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they won the first time. So. What are you going to do, though, when they just get, like, when they come for you? hammered? They're not. No? No. Okay. But if they did. I mean, everyone was saying the same thing about UEFA. Oh, what are you going to do when they just get dropped? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do? Well, it didn't happen. What are you going to do with Phil Foden? What about him? Isn't there like a controversy? Like, should he start? Should he sit? What do they do now? <laughs> Where are you getting this information I from like I, I thought I saw eight some, months ago? I I, no, I, thought I saw it on Twitter this morning. It was like the Foden issue. Da, 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 da. No? Nothing no. Okay. He's been starting every game. No, but like. Got a hat that, trick yesterday. But isn't he being, and there's not something where like people are coming back and he's. Kevin De Bruyne came back. Yeah. Well, what about uh, our guy? Erling Holland, uh, yeah, he's a striker. Yeah, that doesn't striker. doesn't push somebody somewhere else, which pushed somewhere somewhere else. They all played yesterday. He, Phil Foden is. I want to start rumors, but he should go play for Huddersfield Town. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't start rumors. Give us Phil Foden for 25 pounds. I can't speak for the chairman, but I will say this: I think we would offer 25 pounds at least. Oh yeah. To get Phil Foden. You know the funny thing about Phil Foden? Huh. He started as a ball boy for City. Did he really? Yeah. yeah I saw him score two goals against us. That was neat. Uh, who's not? Second of King's free throws. Mm. But this is a little bit different. Oh. That's because the starting five, they averaged 32 minutes last night against the Cavs. Yeah. Did not have one free throw attempt nope. the entire game. Nope. 
But glass half full, they didn't miss one. They, they did. The starters did not miss a free throw yesterday. Yes, they didn't. I wonder when the last time that happened was, where all the starters, not one starter for the Kings missed a free throw. I that, bet it's happened in the game this year. You think it's happened in the game I this bet. year? It's a, it's a guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's a guess. That just leaves three in the key and a recap of it. Let's do that right now. John Tesh, kick it. Here's Christopher Lyde and Sean Salisbury telling us to kick it. Let's kick it. Thank you, All Sean. right, thank you, Sean. We asked three questions. The first one was, De'Aaron Fox had 11 steals in two games. Yes. So we asked the important question, how many steals for De'Aaron Fox last night against Cleveland? Dave, you said two. I also said two. Chris said he'd have three, so we all thought he'd come down a little bit. Uh, we have a correct answer. Dave, you and I were correct with two. <laughs> you got it right on. Chris was way what off. a loser. Who's not hot? Well, who's not hot? Yeah. Chris Rolot. That's right. Then we asked <laughs> about the Kentucky connection. Total points for Fox, Monk, and Lyles. They all, did you know they all went to Kentucky? They did. Yeah. I knew this. Yeah. So, uh, looking at the totals, Dave, you said there'd be 60 points amongst the trio. I said 51. Chris said 65. Fox had 19, Monk had 18, Lyles had 7. That's a total of 44. Whoever you think you are, I am. You are. I was the closest. You were. Jason Ross. Off by 7. Undefeated so far. So I'm 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 1 0 oh, and 1. You're Why are you tied? Oh no wait, I'm 0 oh, 0 oh, and 1. You're no, you got to win. Well, is that win even though we tied? Oh, like, I see not, what you're saying. Yeah. You're 1 uh, you're 1 1 and 0. Oh. No, I don't have a loss. Oh, yeah, you're 1 0 oh, 1. Whatever. I think Chris is 0 oh, 2. Look, I found the place your life is going in the garbage. Yeah, who do you think you are? He is. Yeah. And then we had the random stat. Uh-huh. Dave, you said a Kings random. player would foul out. Uh, let's yeah. see. Malik Monk had five fouls. He almost you fouled get out. six. Yeah. No fouling out. I thought him. this was college. Hmm. I said Keegan Murray would have a double-double. He and had 10 points. Yes, he did. Yep. He had 10 points. He had 10 points. He had one rebound and oh, two assists. That's None of those are double-doubles. Okay, but I'm going to help you out, Jason Ross. Okay. You get the point. Why? Uh, because he also had 30 minutes. Okay. Keegan Murray, you didn't points, specify. double-doubles. Points, minutes, double-doubles. There you go. And Chris said Trey Lyles would have three threes or more. I think he meant maids, right? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I think I was going with attempts. Attempts. What about, hey, you know what? Nobody, none of the starters shot a free throw. Trey Lyles was three of four from three throw line. Okay. But yeah, but Trey Lyles is over three from three. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Well, you're the big one. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Oh, you won. <laughs> you're the big winner. So I guess that means DeMontis Sabonis had a quadruple double last night. Points, rebounds, assists, minutes. Yep. Yep. Where does it say we can't count minutes? Yeah. Where Be- does it say that? Best ability is availability. Yeah, and he was available. He was so available. Yep. He was so dude, he was hardcore available. Wow. Yeah. Here's uh Alex Jones. Uh, another Super Bowl for sure. I, I have a six-pack. It's just under the dad bod. So it's just, if you, if you feel, I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six-pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit, and I think you'll see it. Months before we taped this, decided to do this because I haven't done this in a while. We took photos a year ago, and then about six months ago, and the weight loss 
is dramatic already from what happened before. You know, also Patrick Mahomes, if that's even his real name, did you notice there he was kind of pushing a conspiracy theory about his six-pack abs? He said, it's there. It's just underneath the skin. So you might see a little flap of skin here and there, but if you squint and you turn just kind of this way, there, there's a six-pack, i.e. the earth is flat. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. We'll take a break. When we come back, Niners at 9, sound from opening night at Vegas, including George Kittle going on a little bit of a rant. We'll talk about it next.